The Ewan Grant Podcast, the Limestone Coast Triple M. G'day, it's Ewan. Welcome to a brand new app of the Ewan for Breakfast podcast. I have got some amazing people to chat to as part of the podcast today. And we're going to start it with a bloke who had a blinder of a year on the racetrack last year. Let's set the scene. Adelaide 500, two young blokes from the Limestone Coast who incidentally are driving in Bathurst this weekend. Well, they walked away winners in the Super 2 and Super 3. The young bloke I talked to this morning was the winner and the youngest winner ever in Super 2s. I am talking about Kai Allen. He joins me for a chat. Kai, good morning. Good morning. Kai, congratulations, first of all, Super 2 champion. Did you ever see that happening for you? Yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a um, shake-up, to be honest. I didn't really expect that, you know. Walking into the year, my second year in a supercar, so had a lot of learning to do, but, you know, we just did the best we could. Had a great team around me with, with Eggleston Motorsport and kept chipping away, and I think, you know, leading into round three, I was seventh in the championship. It was like, you know, I was looking going, oh, geez, this is going to be a hard road to, to try and get to the walls of the front. Um, but, you know, just worked hard, played it smart, you know, got got uh, got, got within um, you know, arm's length of the championship the last round and, um, yeah, just, just brought it home, which is pretty cool. And, you know, to have the, the local support, you know, from Limestone Coast and, um, you know, having everyone, you know, family, friends come up and watch me and, and get to celebrate, you know, the championship with them was, was super special. So it's a moment I'll tra- uh, cherish forever. Now, mate, I've got to ask a question because motorsports are a pretty insular sport. Everybody knows everybody. What was it like when you and Joe became Super 2 and Super 3 championships from here in the Limestone Coast? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Everyone was going, what's, what's the guy with the blue lake water? There must be some special stuff in that. So um, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was pretty cool, you know, especially Joe. You know, ever since I raced car, oh sorry, ever since I started karting, um, you know, I was racing against Job. So to have him, you know, share the podium with me with, with the Super Three champ, and then myself winning the Super Two championship was pretty special. And you know, I think um, you know, had a bit of a buzz around the town. I uh, have uh, you know two local boys having a crack on the big stage and sort of walking home with the trophies is pretty pretty cool. So um, yeah, congrats to Job. I'm sure he's um, going to do well in Super Two and he steps up this year. And um, yeah, just really looking forward to you know. Try and continue on that uh, that that um, you know local support with everyone from down down the limestone coast, and um, yeah, can't wait to get the uh, the year underway. Kai, do you reckon we're going to see uh, see you win back to back championships? That is, that's the goal at the moment. It's going to be super hard with uh, a few young kids coming in, but you know, never say never. We can always uh, have a crack at it. You know, I'm sure that everyone's going to be super hungry to get the championship. But um, yeah, do the best I can, play it smart like I did last year, and you know. Not over to uh, the checker flag flies. Now, mate, not only were you uh, driving in the Super 2s last year, but you also got a crack at Bathurst, and that has led to something pretty spectacular this year. Yeah, definitely. It was super cool to, um, you know, jump in the car with Simona Di Silvestro. You know, she's a very well-known um, weight race car driver all over the world, and to have her experience at my first ever Bathurst 1000 was very special, and to do it with um, Dick Johnson Racing and, and Shelby Power Racing team was very, very cool. You know, they had their full support behind us and you know just even though we were the only little wild card they um they didn't you know you know just uh stick us on the side and don't give us much attention they um they yeah prepped us really well and, and made sure that we were in the best best shape possible for our for our race and um yeah learn a lot from that you know also doing super two on the same weekend so it was uh very busy but we got <laughs> through and um did 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 quite well i think you know bought the car home without a scratch on it um you know i think we got 20th which is you know Obviously, you want to be a bit further up the front. We had a few little, you know, bits and pieces go wrong throughout the race. But, 
you know, to finish our, my first ever Bathurst 1000 was very special and um, got to do my first ever supercars, uh, supercars qualifying at Bathurst too, so that was a massive tick um, in my book. So, yeah, very, very special moment um, that, you know, I had my family there as well, which is pretty cool. And, yeah, that's also led to heading into the Giro season with Dick Johnson again, um, but this time with Will Davison. So another very experienced driver um, in Will, so I'm very excited to, you know, jump in the car with him and, learn as much as I can. I'm a bit, bit of a sponge at the moment, just uh, whatever information I get, I uh, soak it all up and yeah, can't wait to, you know, get in amongst the, you know, the big boys with the with the good team and um, yeah, just really excited to see how we end up once the enduro season's finished. Kai, you've been given some amazing opportunities in the world of motorsport. Uh, where do you hope to get to, mate? Yeah, I'd love to get to supercars. You know, it's been, you know, a great, great journey so far. I mean, as you call it, B grade in Super Two, so I'm you know one step away from from where I wanted to be. Even though when I was little, you know, everyone looks looks at F1, and goes, I want to get to F1. <laughs> There's a little part of me that wants to do that, but <clears throat> you know, I've always had my uh, eyes set on supercars, so that's where my my sort of passion is, and you know, the race craft and, and the cars that they they race is pretty cool. So um, yeah, want to get to there, and then you know, the opportunities are endless after that. So yeah, but I love to try and win Bathurst, win a championship, and then. Um, yeah, just keep continuing on and, and see how see how we go. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Kai, how has 2024 started for you, mate? Um, yeah, it's been really good. We, um, you know, did a test day, or two test days, sorry, not long ago at Winton, so it was good to get back in the car and, you know, um, you know, get get the groups of things. There's a bit of a break over the summer period, so, um, you know, to get back into it. Changed a little bit. I've actually grown since uh, Adelaide last year, so I had to move the pedal box away from me, but um, we never thought that. So, no, just getting comfy in the car again, you know, Working again with the team um, at Eggleston Motorsport has been really cool and, you know, continuing on that partnership with them and, um, you know, just getting used to the car and, yeah, just chipping away at little things here and there. So, um, yeah, I felt pretty strong at the test days, so really looking forward to, um, yeah, jumping in the car at Bathurst for our first round in, uh, in a couple of weeks and, um, yeah, hopefully we can continue on our strong form from last year. Kai, Super 2 champion, youngest ever person to do so. 2024 is going to be a huge year as you try to make it back-to-back. It's going to be a a year of opportunities for you. I cannot wait to talk during 2024 about uh, your achievements in the cars. Thanks for joining us this morning for a chat, mate. Thanks, you, and appreciate it. A huge congratulations to Kai on his achievements so far and a big shout-out. Bathurst this week and Kai and Job are both racing in the Super 2s. Now, to talk about talented locals in the Limestone Coast, there is a young bloke who is about to realise a dream. He is about to release his debut single and the first film clip dropped on the weekend. Here is a listen to the song Unbroken by Kane Stuckey. Unbroken is the single, Calamity is the album, and the debut album launch taking place tonight. Kane Stuckey is the man responsible. G'day, Kane. Hey, how are you? Yeah, good, Kane. The culmination of months of work is all going to be celebrated this weekend with the launch of your debut album. Yeah, I can't wait. It's, it's so, so exciting. I'm really excited for it. Tell me about what we're going to see on this album, because you have collaborated with a whole heap of people. 
Yeah, so I've um I've got uh people from uh Brisbane and Harvey Bay area that have been helping me um make sure that it's the best quality um music that I possibly can. I've got uh local legend Streamline uh pulled him out of retirement to uh do some uh, work on the album. I've also got my nine year old daughter doing some uh vocals on it as well, which is really exciting. Um but it's just got influences from rock, uh, metal, pop punk, rap, uh, musical theatre. It's just got a whole bunch of influences from a whole bunch of different areas of my career. Uh, and I've thrown it all into one for this one CD and it's it's insane. What made you want to create an album, especially from right here in the Limestone Coast, Kane? Yeah, so I've um, I've been part of bands for the better part of fifteen years, and I've been it's something that I've always wanted to do. It's been something on the back of my mind, but I've never really had the the capability, the talent, the knowledge to be able to do it. And over the last uh, couple of years, I've really honed in on um, you know learning how to play guitar properly and and learning what drums work where and all that kind of thing. And so I really just want to more see if I could do it and uh, it turns out I could <laughs> <laughs> Calamity is the new album what are people going to expect from it um, I've well I released a, um, a music video on Sunday and that's gone really well so far um, and that's one of the, the kind of rocky ballads on there um, but there's a lot of uh, heavy themes um, that are very important to me. Um, there's some there's some dancey music on there. There's some beautiful ballads. Uh, it's it's just got a whole variety of things, just suitable for anyone. What's your favourite song on the album, Matt? Oh, it's hard to tell. I think probably Unbroken is the is the main one. That's the one that uh, I did the music video for, um, and uh, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful piece. It means a lot to me. Now, Kane, for people who want to be part of it this weekend, you've got the launch of the album Calamity. Uh, what's going to happen? So uh, bands will start at eight thirty down at the Globe. I've got Gerns. I've got. Um, uh, they're doing their first their first uh, real show. I've got Stokes coming down from Adelaide, uh, and then I've got Sexy As as well that are um, that are uh, finishing the night. It's going to be massive. It's going to be lights and and beach, beach balls, inflatables, and just like absolutely mental. It's going to be crazy things happening all, all night. Um, it, the whole thing's going to be filmed and uh, edited professionally and put on, on YouTube, and it's it's going to be massive. And Kane, you've got an after party on the Sunday as well. Yeah, so I've got an after party on the Sunday at uh, Lenny's Lounge at 3 o'clock. Um, for those who co- uh, can't make it, uh, I've organised uh, for them to help me out and uh, we're going to have a listening party. Some of the bands are going to be there and we'll just have a chat. And It's more of just a chilled hangout and uh, and a bit of a listen uh, to the album for those who couldn't make it. Kane. You've done a power of work to make this happen. Uh, you're an inspiration to musicians, not only right the way across the Limestone Coast, but further afield. Good luck this weekend as everything comes to fruition, all right? Thank you so much. Cheers. Kane Stuckey on the launch of his debut album. It's called Calamity. I haven't heard all of it yet, but what I've heard is absolutely amazing. You can check out all the details. Kane Stuckey Music on Facebook. Now it's time for some magic. It's time for some illusion. 
Cosentino is coming to the Limestone Coast and he's here this weekend. Let's have a chat to him. Cos, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Cos, it's been a little while since you've been in the Limestone Coast, but you're coming back and I am super excited by that idea. Oh, that's very kind of you. I love that. No, great audiences. We had a great time last time we were there. So uh, we're bringing uh, this this new show. So it's very exciting for us. Now, Decennium, the greatest hits tour. What mm. are people going to see? The greatest hits. <laughs> 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 they get to see the best parts of my show. So if you've seen a Cosentino show before, it's the best bits. If you haven't, you're in for a real treat. And it's um it's a celebration of my life in magic over the last 10 years. And I say 10 years because that's where most people got introduced to me on that little show called Australia's Got Talent. Obviously, I've been doing magic far longer than that, uh, but that's where I really, really my introduction to Australia was. And so I've hand-plucked the best bits from my live shows, my 10 TV specials, my international TV series, and we've kind of jam-packed it all into a 90-minute show, which is a lot of fun and really exciting, and audiences are just gobbling it up. Cos, it's been an incredible journey over the last decade, and you have... You have produced some edge-of-your-seat thrilling theatre. How hard is it to put on a show um, and, and tour it around regional Australia? Yeah, well, first, I thank you. It's very kind words. And, um, and I appreciate you saying that because it's very difficult doing a, a show like ours where you know, it travels in a semi-trailer and we bring, you know, every venue we go into in one day, we, we strip out all the lighting, we set up all our own lights, the props, the sets, the costumes, uh, the, the AV content, all of the illusions. And um, then it all has to, every one of my team has to be in perfect time and perfect sync or it doesn't really get pulled off. And, you know, the show's got to be dramatic. It's got to be magical. It's got to be funny. It's got to be romantic. <laughs> And um, it's not just um, me standing there, you know, telling a few jokes. And, and, and so, no disrespect, but, but there's so much more involved. And I know that because I have other performers come to the show and they kind of look at it and go, what the hell is going on? Like, it, there's, a, there's a lot. And there's a lot going on behind the scenes. And it has to be tailored to suit a regional audience because the show originally toured uh, the five major cities um, this time last year. So we did like a week in Melbourne, a couple of weeks in Sydney. And then um, I went to Singapore, Malaysia, I goes to New Zealand, but it needs to be scaled to accordingly to fit the regional areas. So that's challenging in itself. What do you, how do you reduce it? You know, how do you fit it into those venues without losing the essence of the show, which you, which you've managed to do, which is great. Cause what is, what is the attraction for all of us, whether we are young or old to magic? I think the magician allows you to even if it's for a split moment a split second to believe in the impossible so in my show there's a beautiful lady levitating through the air now we all know that that's breaking the laws of gravity and it's not physically possible but if you just daydream for a moment and it, and it, and it was there's something subconsciously working where it's about liber being liberated being free not being bound to this earth and imagine if that was possible so it creates kind of a fantasy or you know i predict the future in the show um we talk about deja vu and how things you know everyone's experienced deja vu and how things um take place and imagine if you could tap into that so i i, I play on those ideas 
because we've all thought about it to some degree or um, having things appear and disappear or even like a story, we do the classic soaring somebody in half. We do it obviously in a modern way, a brand new way because you can't do it the old fashioned way anymore. <laughs> and um, so we do it in a really, we do it with clear perspex boxes so you can see my assistant the entire time. But the point of that illusion is you might just look at it on the surface level and be like, okay, he's cut her in half and then he's put it back together. That's really cool. But if you want to dig a little deeper, it's it's actually about breaking something and putting it back together. Now, consciously, you might, you might not even register that, but subconsciously, that's what's going on. We've all been broken. We've all want to be put back together. So I think magic works on many layers, simply just, oh, the person is floating through the air or deeper. And so I think there's, there's so many elements that resonate with people. And then the crazy escapes where people sometimes in themselves feel stuck or bound or that they can't break free and so the magician represents a symbol of that and and that you know when you're putting these handcuffs on or these chains or holding your breath and you're going underwater you're you're, you're showing the audience that you can do these you know crazy demanding physical things i i think that's what it speaks to because you're a man of magic and i i'm always interested are are you still spellbound by magic yourself yes I don't think I would be doing uh, doing it if I didn't find joy in it. If I didn't watch a magic trick sometimes performed by somebody else that's really amazing and baffling. I'm very, very happy to watch another magician and kind of say to myself, "Oh, how did they do that?" I, I, I'm not on, on the. I don't. I'm, I don't want to debunk things. I don't. I'm not. I don't really care about. I, I want to feel the magic. So I don't necessarily go. Well, I'm frustrated. I want to figure it out. If someone can <laughs> fool me with a magic trick, I am. I am way on board. You know, I'm on board. And um, so I think I, I, I'm still attracted to that. And I'm. And I get that feeling um, when I perform for other people and I see their jaws drop. And it's not from an ego perspective, like, oh wow, I baffled you. I fooled you. How in, in you know how how smart am I? No, no, no. It's from that joy that I would feel when I when I get baffled. Um, and I think that's a really beautiful thing to be able to deliver. And that's what keeps me going. I reckon that would be one of the best bits about being on stage at one of your performances, mate, to watch the audience reaction mm. when you when you perform these incredible illusions. It's so much fun. And you can very often you hear the audible gasp like, the, oh, no, and you can hear it. And, and sometimes the audience is so stunned, it's silent. It's a very interesting experience when you come to the show. You get the laughter, you get the people being inspired, and then you get those those really interesting gasps, which I don't know how many shows get that. And so it's a very, um, yeah, it's just such a wonderful thing to hear. And for me, when I hear that and I hear the audience have that response, it's so powerful for them, but it's really, really powerful for me that I've been able to deliver that. Because what do you reckon is going to get the most reaction from the audience when Densinium, the greatest hits tour, comes to town? It's really tough to pinpoint it down to one piece. Do you, do you know what? The, the, the best compliment for me is when the audience leaves and they don't necessarily pin it down to, wow, how did that lady levitate or wasn't that amazing or wasn't um, that card trick spectacular or how did he predict the future? But when they just go, someone says, what did you think of the show? And they go, what was your favourite part? And the, and the audience says oh it's just a good show he's he's a real showman that's just a good show i'm really entertained that's it i don't i just want them to walk away being truly entertained and not necessarily it being one piece but the overall experience because i've written it that way 
it's, it's, it's when you take one element out of it, I think it diminishes. Um, it's kind of like, you know, when you watch those talk shows and the, the, the actor has to explain the scene from the film and it's kind of a bit out of context. And you kind of go, well, I don't know if the film's that good, but the film <laughs> is good. It's just that it's just that when you take one scene out, it doesn't really connect or resonate properly. That's how I feel about my show. It's very difficult for when I'm trying to promote it that I take one piece out. So overall, I'm hoping that the audience just kind of walks out saying, wow, spectacular. Because you are one of the greatest illusionists Australia has, and to see you in town will be absolutely incredible. Tickets are available at the Sir Robert Helpman Theatre box office. Two great shows at the Sir Robert Helpman Theatre, and as always, because it has been a delight to talk magic and illusions with you this morning. You're very, very kind. Thank you so much, and I cannot wait to see everybody at the show. It's going to be wonderful.